0: This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts.
1: What a boyo, okay. Uh, now let me see if I actually got his message on Sky. I don't know anything
2: about Simon and I feel bad.
1: Don't worry about it. He's
2: funny. He's a he's a Greek. He's uh, enthusiastic, he's a shouter.
1: Ooh. He's
2: passionate. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would fit right in, for example, at my family's Christmas dinner. <laughs> like, just totally. And I've told him that before.
1: <laughs> Five.
0: Four. four three,
1: three, two, two. One. One. Hello world, hear the song
0: that we're singing. Come on, get happy.
1: Hello listeners, welcome back to the Happy Hour, and we have games to talk about. The Habs are back on the ice. They're Yay. playing actual yeah. hockey, almost real hockey, but we have a mixture of <laughs> veterans and kiddos playing together, and it's just such a great time. My name is David Oj, and I am joined as always by Beth.
0: Hello, I'm at HIVERHUIT on Twitter
1: and veronica
2: hello i'm at chile underscore pepper on twitter
1: and we actually have one more person with us today um do not ever call him mr or you will get admonished (laughs) we have for we have with us tonight uh, from tsn 690 simon salikas simon say hello please
3: how you doing guys
1: all right we are doing fantastic so good
3: Thanks for having me on. I, I haven't done a podcast in, in maybe forever. I remember I used to do one with uh, with Connor uh, years ago, uh, but then we stopped. I don't know why. I think it's Connor got a regular gig on uh, 690. I think that's why we stopped. But,
2: uh, like so just I'm you and journey. Connor?
3: Yeah. We, well, if you remember, you go back a few years, right? Yeah. Uh, it was just me and Connor doing the filling in. And right. so we we kind of like developed a little bit of a relationship uh, as guys that were always fill in. So we would always sit in <laughs> on the meetings and stuff like that. So we became kind of buddies. And then we said, you know what? Since we don't have a regular platform, uh, let's do uh, a podcast. So we we're doing one for every uh, maybe once a week. We we're doing one, but it was not just uh, it, it was look it was hockey heavy. But we did it for about an hour. We bounced around uh, to you name it. We used to have our real life power rankings so we, oh we would oh, yeah, we would rank the uh the uh, shopping malls in montreal oh. from favorite to least favorite and stuff like that <laughs> yes. so that was fun so, <laughs> i like doing that
0: that sounds like a great time
3: yeah it was well, not not scripted at all so that's what i enjoy about it
0: super yeah, well that, that sounds like us
1: you're gonna fit in great here because <laughs> we pretty much dive into it every week not knowing what the hell we're gonna talk about except for one thing usually but whatever yeah so um yeah. that sounds awesome what was the name of the podcast back yeah. in the heyday
3: uh i don't think we had a name i think it was just the connor and simon podcast That was
1: it. <laughs> perfect that's great
2: that's perfect now nah, hey After
1: yeah as long as people are having fun and they're getting a kick out of it it's all worth it so let's see um simon you said you were um or at least veronica mentioned that you're watching some football tonight who's on
3: uh, Jacksonville versus uh, Tennessee in a, in a very sloppy, terrible game. I didn't miss any. I was watching the hockey game, so I just turned to uh, to it now. It's fourteen nothing, and eight minutes left in the third quarter. But not a very good football game. But look, uh, yeah. it's on. So I watch it. I'm a fan. Look, I'm a sucker for live sports, especially uh, uh, as the uh, it gets later here on the East Coast. Uh, you know, my girls go to bed right around 9 o'clock. Uh-huh. wife rips off at around 10, 30, 11. So. Kind of get television to myself, so if there's anything live, I'm probably gonna watch it.
1: Perfect. Of that course. sounds like the life.
3: It is. It's all right. Yeah, <laughs> right. No complaints. No complaints.
1: Good to hear. Good to hear. So, um, I guess we can dive into some of the Hab stuff that's been going on, right? Uh, this, uh, this week and the past weekend were was the start of training camp. The much, the much highly anticipated training camp for this particular particular year with this particular crop of players. And, of course, this week, we had ourselves three uh, preseason games to actually see what uh, the squads that the Brass put together can do against uh, the likes of other uh, NHL teams. And this week, we had the Devils on Monday. Uh, Then yesterday, we had Florida. And, again, we had Florida tonight. And tonight's game, tie, overtime, shootout, we got the whole nine yards out of it. So, with that being said, and also... 3-0 3-0 and the Habs in the preseason. And I don't recall the last time that's happened.
2: Nor do I. Me either.
3: No, that makes four of us. No, I don't remember yeah. the
2: last time they were. Uh,
3: especially with the split squads and everything. You go back to maybe yeah. a few years, like before they were doing the split squads maybe. But it's hard to win three in a row, especially if you're not dressing uh, you know, a pretty decent OK lineup tonight. But definitely not an NHL lineup, uh, nor was the lineup yesterday. So it's pretty, look, this is what they're going to do, right? They're, they're this yeah. is what they've been preaching, they're talking about depth and the organization's never had this much depth and it's true yeah, and you see it in preseason, not meaningful games but nonetheless, guys that are uh, you know fighting for jobs and I think even for some guys I think as this, this is going to play out going forward I think there's going to be guys like Byron and Thompson and Dale Weiss regular NHLers that I, that I think may be in a dogfight for a, for a spot come opening day
2: Including Byron.
1: Including Byron. He's somebody I wanted to ask about, actually. Um, Beth, did you have anything to mention?
0: He's injured again.
1: Is he? Is that official?
0: It's official. Oh. We didn't see him in the third. Yeah, I don't know exactly what happened. I missed whatever happened to him, but he didn't come back out for the third. And then I think about four minutes, four or five minutes in, there were tweets from people of repute who said that mm. it was official.
1: I see. I missed those people of repute mm. because as you know, I follow the <laughs> I games did. on the happy hour and I completely <laughs> missed it. I, j- I noticed of course that he wasn't uh, on the ice. So, um, wow. So, okay. So add Byron to the list of people that we don't want injured <laughs> in the likes of Juleson in the likes of, um, Oh my Lord. Or, or poor Olofsson as well. Just can't catch a break. Any of those guys, no, figuratively speaking, yeah. <clears throat> so well,
3: look, it is preseason, so you they're not gonna, you know, we'll have to wait till tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But look, if it's preseason, and the, the moment you feel a tweak or something, they're not gonna put you back out there. For all we know, if it was a no. regular season game, he might have come back out. But no, he needs a little bit of luck here because the we go back to the two twenty goal seasons, and last year, which I think would have been a twenty goal season again. Uh, but um, injuries got the better of him towards the end of the season. But uh, it's something definitely to keep an eye on.
1: For sure. Now, mm-hmm. um, yeah. in particular to Byron, and uh, talking about his spot on the lineup, I thought uh, he was. So. Also this week, we had the red versus white scrimmage. Usually a very friendly contest, uh, sold out the Bell Center as usual. Uh, great atmosphere. I was able to make it up to Montreal to catch that and then hurry back to Albany to do something else later that night. Regardless, <laughs> other story. But Byron, man, was he playing hard? He was on a line that was... um that always saw him consistently peered up against a Nick cousins. I mean, there was the one instance where he just flat out laid out cousins after they got tangled up. And then he flubbed, um, again, the puck out of the, uh, out of the crease there. And he just busted his stick over the goalpost. I was like, Hmm, this is quite some entertainment coming from, yeah. uh, <laughs> coming from a scrimmage. So Byron was definitely playing with some fire in his belly. And, uh, it's evident enough with, well, I mean, the play of Paling, the play of Suzuki, and, you know, all these guys that are coming up that want to play in the club. So I kind of wonder if all of that uh, spirited play contributed to that.
3: I would think so. Yeah. Uh, I think that, look, I think you can circle seven or eight, maybe nine names that, uh, you know, no matter how bad their their camp is or how bad they play, it doesn't matter. They'll be there, uh Opening night against Carolina, but look for Paul Byron too, right? He's got the contract, but it's, I think he likes it here. I think he's found the role here. I think he's found the home here, but if, if Mark Bergen would ever make Paul Byron's name available, I, th- I think there'd be 20 some odd teams that would inquire. The contract doesn't hurt. So I think he's feeling a little bit of that internal uh, competition for sure.
2: Yeah, I, w- I was listening to uh, 690 today. Uh, it might have been even in the intermission show and JP O'Connor, who I really adore his analysis. He said he, he made the point and it was a good one because I hadn't stopped to consider it that training camp. It's not, they're not friends at training camp. <laughs> they're trying to beat each other for a spot. And that was a really good point that I hadn't considered.
3: Uh, Cause absolutely.
2: I, I oh, wondered yeah. why Byron, yeah. by, why Byron was so pissed on Sunday
3: and that's it you know like it, god bless the laval rocket you know i go relatively often it, you know rink is about 15 minutes from my house but Ooh, you know, the, man the, there is no you know the lifestyle of a of a canadians player and the lifestyle of a rocket player you just i, I don't think you yeah. want to play in the american hockey league i think it's just that uh, that simple and Good like, point. You know, c- considering the road that paul byron's done right like you would think that you know 220 gold seasons, and then I was it like 16 or 17 maybe last year, and then he's you know he's still fighting for a job, and that must be really I, I don't want to use the word frustrating, right? But it must be like, you're like, my goodness, you know, uh, here I am thinking that I finally assigned a three year deal, I'm established, yeah. and I, I'm in a dogfight here,
2: yeah. Well, I mean, the kids, I mean, I can circle, like, for example, Dale Weiss to me looked tonight like he thought he. Like he thinks he knows that he's going to Laval, uh, but I don't know when they're when they're going to announce cuts. But because there's still a few more preseason games, but I mean those kids, they look pretty good.
1: Yeah. And Bell
2: Bell or whoever
1: I've heard
2: of before. Yeah, I've never heard of him before. A couple really? Weeks ago. <laughs> no.
1: Bell's, you gotta watch the Rocket a little bit more. I, Veronica. I don't. Holy yeah, cow! Yeah, that's true. It's only I know, I It's
2: only sixty
1: yeah, bucks drafted. for the Yeah, I drafted
2: yeah Yeah, undrafted I I was looking him up
3: he's undrafted right I think he's in his entire um, there was a piece on him I don't know who wrote it a couple of years ago that uh, right after one of these uh, the games maybe after the school this guy's never been drafted never been given an opportunity but wherever he goes he uh, he sticks around and I I don't think he'll stick around with the house but I think he'll be a fixture uh, with the rocket going forward
0: Absolutely. and
2: 28 too I thought he was younger Yeah. yeah Yep, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but
3: it's you, you know you look look a guy like Dilwisse. I think like Dilwisse is in a tough spot because uh, I, I don't know what he can. I don't know, what the, you know, I don't know what he can bring that somebody else might bring. The good thing for Byron is it's it's about a, at this point it's about Mark Burchill's philosophy and it's mm-hmm. about Claude Julian's philosophy. What do you mm-hmm. want a, your fourth line to consist of? I am not signing up for Paling or Suzuki playing limited minutes on a fourth line, yeah, and and especially when push comes to shove, that they're up by a goal, down by the goal, they're not getting any minutes, because this team is going to compete for a playoff spot, like last year, Mm -hmm. and if they fall short, it'll be a a couple of points, and if they get in, it'll be a couple of points. So I would rather see those two guys go down to Laval and Dominic, but then you have the Cousins, the Wheel, the Thompson, the Weiss, and the Byron, and I think it's going to be played out by those guys, and not by, by some of the younger players.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's not even to mention Evans, not even to mention Veroni, it's not to mention, you know, uh, some other guys. Probably not uh, on the NHL cusp yet, but man, they're laying it out uh, with these preseason yeah. games. Um, mm-hmm.
2: so it's, they don't it's, look out of place. No,
1: no. Now, granted, of course, they're playing mixed squads, yeah. but... Two two nights in a row against these uh, Florida Panthers, the Habs lost the lead and they brought it back in big ways too.
2: Finding ways to win,
1: which is um something it, we kind of had uh, tepid uh, uh, results in that area last season, I think a few times, but I mean consistently fighting with not even like the full squad assembled is really encouraging to see.
2: And in the preseason, too.
1: And in the preseason. The preseason is important. I'm sticking by it. <laughs> it's super important.
2: <laughs> it's Everybody's getting their watch. sea legs
0: back.
1: Exactly.
3: Yeah. Well, I think it's that Joel Bouchard culture, too, right? Oof, yeah. I, you don't know, take shots at Sylvain Lefebvre, but I, I don't think he had uh, an abundance of time. Oh. frustrated me with some of the draft picks was, you know, every summer, you know, you sit in and here we come in September and I'd be like, okay, McCarron, go 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 mm. go steal somebody's job, you know, like do something, distinguish yourself or Sherback or, or Beaulieu or whoever. And I'm not blaming Sylvain Lefebvre because I've, I've never spoken to the man nor that I, you know, I watch his career, his coaching career up close. But, you know, with the Rocket now down the street and, and getting so much coverage, you see like Joel Bouchard's got a little bit of that, uh, you know, Bill Belichick, no nonsense. This, mm. we, we're not here to, you know, we're not just going through the motions here. And I think yeah. he built a little bit of that culture, and I think some of the guys that we're seeing that spent a little bit of time in Laval last year have brought that up into uh, preseason hockey.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Uh, who was yeah, it that? He's not a babysitter. Who was it that said that uh, Joel was uh, probably? Um, the most important guy in the Habs organization at the moment.
2: Mac Dumont.
1: Yeah, it was yeah, Mock. That yeah. was Mr. Mark. Yeah. yeah. And he's not wrong. And, um, you know, last year we were saying that the Laval team was going to be something different. Granted, uh, last season in Laval wasn't super spectacular. But, I mean, this year, <laughs> holy cow. I mean, expect anything. At this point, from that team, so hopefully he can do uh, his philosophy, get the kids ready for the NHL, and also build a winning culture down in the farm team as well.
3: I think the winning culture is very important. I, I think it's super important, uh, and I, I think it's uh, it's it's just it's it's a mentality, right? It's a certain <clears throat> excuse me. It's 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 what you bring to practice on a daily basis. It's what you bring to the weight room. It's it's. I think that's the one thing that joel bouchard has uh, instilled with his players and i think it's gonna i think it's gonna resonate and i think mark bergman has done that too right i think he's he has his team and you know there's uh you know can the team be better clearly but i think he loves the compete level uh that he has w- with the guys in his locker room right now and i think that's something that joel bouchard is is duplicating laval as well
1: yeah absolutely i think it was um uh bouchard he was uh, speaking with melnick right a uh, few days ago yeah. at least and talking about how uh him and uh bergevin had a uh, conversation about what exactly they want to do with the club and that it goes uh hand in hand with what we were just with what you were just saying simon and that uh yeah get a get a culture together and get these kids uh going and uh so far, the results are super promising, at least based on the three preseason games and the camp, honestly, uh, thus far. Um, speaking of camps, though, doesn't Laval have their own camp that's starting this week or has it already started?
3: Uh, I think it's starting uh, in the next couple of days, uh, maybe even early next week. Right. And then obviously that camp will pick up while uh, once the Canadians start to trim uh, their lineup.
1: Yeah, I was trying to. And then, yeah, yeah only reason i asked because i if i was to start looking for uh anybody to cut i was thinking probably this weekend they would start making decisions for that so well i guess we'll see
3: yeah they should be i would imagine the cuts are coming towards the end of the week
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> right for sure
3: but i don't think the interesting ones will happen until next week
1: right 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 i, I
3: think uh you know the same way with we, we waited for cooking yemi last year and Uh, It'll be interesting to see how long, you know, uh, they keep paling uh, and Suzuki and and some of these guys up with the big club, maybe full time. I don't know. Uh, But it'll be interesting to see how fast they send them uh, uh, to Laval.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: It'll be interesting to see what criteria they use, because for right now, I mean, obviously it's mixed squads and just the preseason and everything else, but they're not showing any signs of not belonging so, like what do you think it would be like inexperience or size or what I'm gonna
3: I'm gonna say development development uh,
2: yeah
3: like I, I don't like I don't think I'd be absolutely shocked you know to see Ryan paling uh, on opening night and again if it's gonna be Ryan Paling running around on a fourth line with seven or eight minutes a game I, I don't want that I would rather um, see him in laval playing 18 19 20 minutes uh up by a goal he's out there closing out a game down by a goal he's out there uh trying to tie mm-hmm. the game and put him out there in all situations get him to be a better penalty killer but the, the interesting one for me is suzuki and it's just yeah the the team that is is gonna you know may struggle to score goals again and they might have to replace he's
2: so smart.
3: They might have to uh, replace Suzuki, <clears throat> excuse me. They mm-hmm. might have to replace Andrew Shaw's goals. And I think that mm-hmm. he has a chance to make the squad because I think life for yes. him is a little easier. It's, it's, it's just, it's a more one dimensional game. It's like, Nick, go out there, create offense and score.
1: Yeah.
3: It, Ryan Paling, you know, you put him out there. Okay, go be responsible, 200 feet, go win face-offs, you know. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Are you there? A little too
3: much. Uh, come October doesn't mean he won't be around you know he doesn't get a
1: you drop off every <laughs> once in a while Simon sorry to no. say sorry sorry you, you drop off uh like a few seconds there just uh so he missed what you said so
3: I was just saying about about Suzuki you know it's just easier for him to just play his game just you know you're, they're not gonna mm-hmm. ask him to play a shutdown role they're not gonna ask him to do anything they'll give him some power play time maybe he falls in scores some goal but with paling I think it's just if you want him to play center going forward, and I think that's that's what I want because he was drafted as a center, and I think he's got that little center, that center's mentality that I, I wanted to see develop his game for a little bit of Laval before you you press him into service. And I, I just don't want him on a fourth line playing eight minutes. I, I don't think that helps anybody yeah. at that point.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, in regards to Suzuki, too, you could kind <clears> of <throat> you could see it in each game uh, this week, especially with this particular game, too. Um Playing careful, playing careful, but, like, especially in the second and third period, he really started to turn it on and try to show some of that moxie uh, that he showed in the OHL and whatnot. And once he started doing that, if he can do that consistently, wow. I mean, what a player.
2: Well, you just see him watching the play and anticipating the play, and he's just so... I don't know. He looks to me just to be so smart. He reminds me of what I saw from Kotkaniemi last year. Like, just so smart. Like Gretzky says, a good player knows where the puck is going to be. And it seems to me that Suzuki's got that part down pat.
1: Yeah, and I think Absolutely. that was... Yeah, and that was something that... You know, when we were getting a, a Kotkaniemi, that was the thing we were drafting him on. Smarts, big kid, and... You know, playing with men, young, and just uh, the, a, a full, complete package. And Suzuki, I thought we were just getting for like skill, but no, he definitely has a head on his shoulders, mm-hmm. and he's going to be a force once he matures and uh, gets more NHL sense on top of his hockey sense.
3: I think he's just—he's comfortable with the puck, though, right? I think that's what. Uh, yeah. And I saw it today uh, a lot of times that, you know, I, I think when you see a lot of these young players that come in their first game, their second game, even if it's preseason, they want to do just everything so to be efficiently and take a little bit of that luster off the game by, you know, getting it deep or, you know, cycling and, and just, you know, getting it as quickly off the stick as possible. What I liked about Suzuki, man, he got the puck and he was comfortable with the puck and he wasn't, you know, yeah, he was looking yeah. he was looking to create. And I think that's, that's one of the things, um, I think that, again, he has that element. I think he can... You know, I always use the term facilitate offense, which is something mm. that, um, you know, some of the guys on the Habs don't do that. You know, Paul Byron plays his game and Andrew Shaw played his game and Brenny Gallagher plays his game. But you get Nick Suzuki in there to just create a little bit of offense. Yeah, I think that's really important.
2: And did he play on a line with Wheel
1: mm-hmm. it was, um, this week? It was him. Well, tonight I thought it was him, Wheel and Byron until Byron yep. went out. And that's a right. wow, that's a buzzsaw if any. I
2: really like Wheel. He's so good. He's another guy so who, fun likes, to watch. who creates things.
3: Mm-hmm. In my yeah, opinion. I, yeah, I I think, Wheel. look, Wheel and Cousins are two guys that they went and got. Right? Mm-hmm. So, I, I can't see uh, them not giving them extensive looks. I, I can see them giving them a lot of time, and I think that, especially come when the season comes around, I think that Wheel and Cousins are going to get a very, very good look uh and i can see them being uh, like with nate thompson on that fourth line cousins might be somebody that they might give a crack i'd like to see them give the crack to, like i said suzuki on, on a top line but cousins mm-hmm. might get a little bit of a look on one of the top lines to see if you know if he can get the 15 16 goals and replace those andrew shaw goals
1: mm-hmm. yeah i haven't
2: seen cousins play at all
1: oh he's um the guy again he he has a nose for the puck and he knows, and he's gritty. And see, that was actually to expand upon the the cousins a bit, a bit, but man, the Habs, uh, to me, haven't had, like, really great luck on the boards in the past few years. But just, again, it's only preseason, but mm-hmm. Suzuki out-muscling, you know, two players against the boards. Um, Sherratt, oh my lord, that guy i can't i said his name right this time right
2: you yeah you did okay
1: super no but, i
2: just really like him man what
1: uh what a force to be reckoned with and somebody that uh, i i know a couple of people aside from uh, those i spoke to that are from or winnipeg fans sorry just that um you know charat what's this guy gonna do he's not that that star left-handed defenseman that everyone was looking for this uh this summer but man another physical presence to put on the pairing after Weber is that's pretty ideal so far him and Petrie looked really good yesterday
3: yeah I think he's an upgrade I, I you know uh, I'm Ben I, I, I yeah I think it's that simple sometimes like you know I I too would have loved to seen uh you know Aho and Carolina not match and that's a great way to to upgrade your team or to, to offer sheet Mitch Marner well that didn't play out but I still think that the Canadians did a lot of things in the summer that upgraded the team uh, simple things you know uh, he is better than Ben I think Kincaid is better than Niemi and you hope that you know a little bit of addition here a little bit of addition there and, and at some point it plays itself out but I, I like Ben a lot I don't think in today's NHL, like you watched what Boston did last year in St. Louis. It's like all six defensemen on the ice, all 12 guys on the ice. Puck came to them. It wasn't, you know, chip it off the glass and, and go get it. And I don't think you can, in today's NHL with the speed that they play at, I don't think you can give up possession the way, you know, Ben would give up possession and and mm. that's his game. Right. And, it may fit somewhere else and may fit another team's profile, but with the Canadians play with so much speed I think it's so important that they're, they're the guys on the blue line uh, Can get the puck to their forwards and they can go from offense to defense in in a heartbeat I think that's such an important part of their game the way they can transition the way that they can skate and I, I Don't think Ben was helping them in that area at all. And I think Cheryl can
2: Exciting it
1: is exciting and never mind <laughs> that so like we've been talking offense 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 to talk about defense Otto Leskinen wow that guy you know very smooth on the puck uh people have also been talking about Brook a bit uh Flurry especially uh yeah. raising some brows here and there so all in all i mean i think the only guy that you would have to you know mark on would probably be uh, Lamarche maybe you know didn't have a great game but you know that's he'll probably be um, a Rocket person unless he'd be sent down to another league. I don't know exactly LaMarche's story, but I know he played tonight regardless.
2: I know that last year I said that I was going to be keeping an eye for the first time on the AHL, and I uh-huh. did not. No, But I'm going to this year. I, I'm definitely going to this year.
1: 60 bucks for the season package. Yeah. You can watch every game. Better Fish. streaming than NHL TV. Just going to throw that out there as well. <laughs> Oh Although mine did Lord. not go
0: out at all this evening.
1: Yeah, me neither. So maybe they
0: Although, did us. they reply to you? They replied to me today, finally, like four hours ago.
1: Delete the app off your system, then hard reset yeah. your system and reinstall yeah. it. And I'm like, oh, oh my, my then god. Then clear the cache
0: and all the data and blah blah blah. I'm like, or you can just fix your fix your stuff. Yeah, fix your
1: shit. You. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to swear.
2: <laughs> How about that?
1: I'm keeping my my voice contained right now because I could yell about this. But I'm not going to.
2: He could. Nope. We pay
0: so much money.
1: Yeah, it's expensive. And it's like, you know. God, like the oh, AHL oh, streaming don't. package is better than the NHL. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. And then,
0: done. And then the blackouts. Don't get me started. Well, okay. Ugh.
1: Don't get me started on blackouts. I live in New York. That's like 20-year games. Oh, my God, I live in New York. I yeah. live three hours. Yeah, that's... From more okay, all right, all right. right, all right. Okay, so, so, that's... I can't watch Buffalo games. I can't watch Islanders games. I can't watch Rangers games. Um.
2: That's all right.
1: Well, yeah, but when I can't watch them when the Habs are playing them.
2: okay.
0: Yeah, well, I can't watch um, Carolina or DC games, okay. so I have to go nefarious means. Okay, there's only one
2: fewer than you. Okay, Mr. wait, there's there's another Roger. team.
1: There's another team I'm forgetting about somewhere.
2: I have center ice and it's perfect, and oh. I have no blackouts. <laughs> See, we <laughs> just need to live in Canada.
1: <sighs> but doesn't Direct TV
3: have like a, I know because I was at my cousin's house like last year and I remember that he had the hockey package on Direct
0: TV. What did that go for? We don't have cable.
1: Oh. Yeah, we're streaming yeah. people. We're
2: just yeah millennials. <sighs> they they don't have. You stream okay. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I'm okay. Generation. I, I have a cable box in my house.
1: Listen, I'm Generation Y. Not quite. it's okay it's okay i just i that's another thing i could start yelling about but i'm not going to (laughs) uh so let's see what else do we got so simon um
2: simon i have a question for you
1: yes
2: (laughs) so you mentioned this is just a total aside but um you mentioned that you know you would have liked for carolina not to match the offer sheet and for us to get aho and I, there was something interesting this week when we learned that two teams offered to offer sheet Mitch Marner. I think one of them was the Habs because Mick, Mitch Marner's agent or somebody mentioned that um, uh, AGM called Kyle Dubas to let him know that he was going to do this. And we know that Bergevin did that with Waddell.
3: I, I believe, I think they said, I from what i've read and again nothing official or called yeah this is
2: all just yeah, yeah just
3: people bouncing stuff around they said minnesota and montreal were the two teams that were highly likely in on it and um, look if i was mark bergevin i just i would give for mitch marner this is my theory my theory is mitch marner is going to get 100 points the next 5 years in a row and if he doesn't get 100 he's going to get 80 or 90 or 95 and i'm thinking that if you're the habs you do that uh, if they match, you put him in a financial uh, pinch there. But if not, mm. that's if you get him that's that's not you're not getting a 90 point player. You're it's a 180 point swing. That, that's the way I look at it. There's a team in your division that is out 90 points uh, yeah. from a player, and then you pick up at that 90 points. So I, I believe that uh, I believe that he was on it. Why yeah. wouldn't you be? Like you exactly. It, and and the kid is the kids is the kids all world. And he's got the cap space, so I I could totally see him in on that.
2: Because why else did he trade Andrew Shaw? I mean, I understand that Andrew Shaw, like the the concussion history is worrisome, and he traded him at really high value and everything else, but it it had to be, he had to have had something planned.
3: I think the martyr might have been one, or the ahole might have been part two. Right. Uh, but I also think, look, I think it's going to get interesting in the next, um, I think it's going to get interesting in the next year or so, you know, with, with Domi's contract is up. I think, mm. you know, I think Mark Bergevay, you know, my critique of him is uh, he does these big time moves, but a lot of times I find that he's a little too conservative, but, uh, I can't complain because, uh, you know, if it's on a Subban deal, it's a Galchenyuk deal. If it's Patrick deal. So the guys made some blockbuster, uh, some blockbuster deals but I think he uh, I think from a lot of general managers out there I think that he has his three four five year plan down the road and I'm not talking about winning a cup or anything but I think they manage the cap yeah so well and, and they know that Domi's up for a you know Domi's up for a contract next year if, if Gallagher goes to 27 28 29 30 goals I'm not Gallagher's agent. Cut can me. yeah yeah but I still, I still think there's a there's a little bit of cost certainty there with uh, Koki I right. I just don't think because I don't think the I don't think he's going to explode I think it's going to be such a nice progression a, a play a better player a year from year that it's not going to be the way Marner came in with 55 points and went to 100 yeah. I, I just don't think the team allows that I think the team is built a little differently so I, I don't think that'll be an incredible jump but definitely something that you have to look down the road and then you look at Brendan Gallagher that again I'm not Brendan Gallagher's agent but it will take me you know two minutes to uh print out Jeff yeah. Skinner's contract and fax it over to Mark Bergman. This is this is what he got. We think we're as good as him, if not better. So you're looking yeah. at, you know, $8, 9000000 million for Brennan Gallagher in a couple of years from now, Max Domi next summer. So I think the Andrew Shaw, I think he got the opportunity. He probably got a call from Chicago and said, I'm going to do this guy a favor. Uh, you know, at yeah. the same time, doing myself a favor. And, you know, do I find the goals with the Suzuki or Cousins or whoever, maybe a little free agency or Maybe it was the ajo that, that that would have been you know where the money went, but uh, I think they're they're living nice now when it comes to the salary cap. But you know the 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 pinch is going to come. It's going to start as soon as uh, you know Domi's contract starts to be negotiated.
2: Well, and that's what Bergevin said at the golf tournament as well. That you know he's been criticized for not spending to the cap, but he's got to be he's got to think about two three years down the road. And Max Domi is definitely one of them. It'll be interesting to see if he. Accepts a you know like a team friendly contract.
3: I would hope so. I, I yeah. just hope, you know. <laughs> yes. Like, I don't, you don't you don't see it happening though. Like I don't know. I don't know if it's it's. it's well, about, well. You know, if we're trying to build the culture the, here NHLPA. that
2: they want to be here.
3: Yeah. So. But you know, sometimes it's it's so. It's your NHLPA. It's your agent. It's your this. Mm. It's your that. And I think it's also about. Uh, you know, like, I love what Marner did. Marner's like, you know, Matthews didn't take a, a discount. Nylander didn't take a discount. Tavares didn't take a discount. Why the hell am I going to take a discount? Um, yeah. so a, a lot of yes. times you know, they, they are, they are self-employed in a way. Uh, I love, you know, everything I've seen this somewhere about Max Lomi. I think he, I think he loves it here. Uh, yeah. I think that, uh, he is smart enough to know that it's brought his career back from the dead. And you hope that when it comes time to sign that extension, you know, he remembers that.
2: I have a feeling he will. But I'm not a cynic in any way
1: If, about <laughs> if he doesn't remember it, well, maybe Ty will have a conversation with him. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but, no, it's going to be really interesting the next few years uh, to see um, – you know, how the Habs develop because, you know, even further down the road, we're going to have to worry, quote-unquote, on Cole Caulfield as well and how much of an impact he's going to be on the team with everything. I'll call him. Oh, yeah, I guess you could, couldn't you? I'm
2: friends you? with him. <laughs> yeah. I met him. Simon, did you know? Oh, I met him no. in Vancouver.
1: Do you uh, know <laughs> Do you know that uh, Cole Caulfield is taller than Veronica? How much taller, though?
2: it's like a couple inches it's so, okay. it's significant he's
1: enough he's very tall according to <laughs> veronica <laughs> well what is he
3: like he's gotta be like five eight maybe five nine i think he's five seven no,
2: he's five, five seven, seven yeah yeah
3: it doesn't matter yeah.
2: <laughs> i know who cares it,
3: it doesn't it doesn't really matter like can...
2: no he doesn't care that's for
3: sure no, and the game is is not going in that direction anymore.
2: You know, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I think
3: it, it's 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 getting faster and more skilled uh, going forward. And uh, if five eight, five nine, it, it doesn't matter anymore. Like Max Domi's not a big guy. Like I, I've been no. next to him, and you know, I'm I'm five nine and a half if I'm lucky. So and the, he doesn't tower over me either. And, and the way he plays, you would imagine Max Domi would need two three more inches to survive the NHL before Cole Caulfield because Max plays such a physical game. So.
2: It's
1: true. Yeah, Max yeah. does play physical. Um, yeah, actually, that Did reminds me. Did you
2: see him me. tonight? He was, like, wrestling <laughs> to get the puck in the face off.
1: Oh, yeah, always. Well, it's he physical. better. <laughs> yeah. No, I just, that, just great. That reminds me when you were saying there, uh, Simon uh, being next to Domi, because I, too, am 5'9"-ish. <laughs> and I had um I had the good fortune of running into Domi and Tatar at a mall in Las Vegas uh, last season. And my mom and my mom was with me at the time. She's like, "Those are hockey players." I'm like, "Yes, mom, legitimate <laughs> hockey players." I'll get your camera out. And she was so just flabbergasted. Looked like regular people. I'm like, "Well, yeah, people are with people." Their clothes on. Yeah, with their clothes on. Yes, yeah. Beth, with their <laughs> exactly. clothes on.
0: I mean, I mean, they're gonna be muscly
2: <sighs> with their huge legs.
0: Yeah. You can't see it's men's pants are always the same down to the knee, and then after the knee, they're either skinny or relaxed fit or whatever grandpa's (laughs) wear. Hmm.
1: Hmm.
3: I did not know this.
1: (laughs) We have very wide ranging topics.
2: Yeah, no, yeah, we go in different directions. (laughs) Okay, that's fine. (laughs) Yep, Uh, wait, when did we see Carrie Price's legs? Uh, on Every... 24CH
1: Oh God Three they need that back.
2: trunks Oh mm-hmm.
1: Lord Jesus
3: Like He's they, they big, don't yeah, look carries, real Yeah, Carrie's a pretty big Shea Weber is Ridiculously Like I don't I, I've only been I go to the locker room Maybe once Or twice a year uh, And the last time I went down to a locker room Was just uh, The first uh, uh, Predators game Uh, When uh, PK Subban came back, and I I went specifically to the locker room, knowing that uh, both French and English media will flood the Predators' locker room, and I was with Mitch Mitch Gallo uh, in the uh, locker room, and uh, it was like there was me, Mitch Gallo, and three other guys, and I wasn't asking any questions, and it was just me and it was us in the Habs. Well, and when they bring out people for uh, interviews, it's it's not the whole squad, right? It's only about three or four guys that come back out. And that was the first time, actually, I had seen, like, uh, Shea Weber. And he was, yeah, he, Shea Weber was, a, was massive. And Paul Barring, <laughs> if you remember, scored the game winner with, like, 15 or 20 seconds left. In the oh, game. yes!
1: That's yeah. right.
3: Yeah, and Paul Barring came out. And I'm like, my goodness, this dude is not big at all. But <laughs> doesn't matter. Like,
0: no. So, like, I just saw the video um, from the Habs Twitter of everybody walking into the locker room. And... Paul Byron sitting there, like in his slides and his like t-shirt and shorts, (laughs) and like fist bumping everybody. And Shea Weber is the first one in. And Shea Weber is literally ahead above everybody, (laughs) including Paul Byron. Like it's just bonkers. Like I forget
2: that even like in his gear, he's that much bigger than everybody. Simon, did you know that in December, Beth? is going to be in Vancouver, and she and I are going to go and see the Habs game, the Habs oh, and Canucks yes. game. Very nice. And that might be, hopefully, fingers crossed, the first time I see Shea Weber play as a Hab.
1: Oh, right. <laughs> oh, my God.
2: <laughs> every time, since he's been Such a Hab, misfortune. every time I've gotten to a game, like, oh. So, so in the game in Vancouver,
3: he, he was injured?
2: The, yes. And then you Last came... year in in November he they Marche played Hall, here. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, um, in November they played on November seventeenth in Montreal, and the week before that I had gone to see them. Uh, the Max Pacioretty's return. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the November 10th game, so he still had, he came back like a week after that. He was with the team, but when I went to the hotel to meet the team, of course Shea Weber had left an hour earlier to go oh, and work out at the fucking gym.
1: My God. So
2: I, yeah.
1: Same here in Vegas. I had a Weber jersey with me. I was like, I just, arms um, for the poor, man. Where is the, but no, he's, <laughs> he was already gone. Freaking, what a yeah. guy.
3: But yeah. they, haven't you seen him like at like when you tweet those pictures of them playing softball so you've seen him yes. play softball but you haven't seen him play hockey yet yeah, exactly <sighs> oh I, I wouldn't mind <laughs> seeing him you know what I, I I pass on seeing him live playing hockey just to watch him play baseball once so
2: I know, I know. he's so he's so good at everything have you seen him throw a football
3: no I have not <laughs>
2: I've seen I've seen all of the videos on Hab's website and he's good at he's good at everything. He's one of those guys.
1: I bet he's he wrong. I bet he can't take a cook on the Emmy in ping pong though. Mm. Oh I don't know, maybe
3: what about
0: plucky and oh. Tennis? I I think
1: he I think
3: Cookie Emmy would be so scared that <laughs> I don't I don't think just I don't think he'd win. I think Cookie Emmy's smart enough to know that uh, you know what? We're just we're just gonna lay an egg
0: here. <laughs> good
1: game, and good game. Yeah. It.
2: yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. So he let's did
2: see. say that in his video.
1: The one. He, um,
2: in his in yeah. He that said CBC that shay one. Weber is the greatest. Yeah. Yep. shay Shea Weber is the greatest leader I have ever seen. Unquote.
1: Mhm. Yeah, we're talking about anyway, that. Um about shay. Well, yeah. What was that? Where would that video come from? It was a uh, Kokanemi and Yemi in the CBC. I don't know what it was for.
2: It it, it was just some kind of feature. Yeah. Have you have you seen it?
1: Yeah. Simon? Oh. No, I have not. It is the
2: most wholesome thing you will see in your life.
1: Yeah. It's all. It's about... to,
2: it's following him around Pori, hanging out at his house with his family. Um. In you know. Uh, school children somewhere in Quebec asking him questions and it it literally is the most wholesome thing you'll ever see. I'll send you l- the link.
3: This is the, the camera crew following Shea or just very... no, oh, no No, 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 no. Okay. Yeah, we okay,
2: cool. switched. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, no, no, no. To... Cool. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that
3: I, I'm always fascinated by, it, like, because, you know, I always think, like, 18 years old, 19 years old. Incredible. Just, man. You know the, the responsibility, the pressure, the paycheck, the distractions, the you know like I I, I spoke about it in the summer about you know Bianca winning. I, I it's I don't think you can even I, I don't think wrap our heads around mm-hmm. what she did as a 19 year old girl. Like I don't know I was a 19 year old boy at one time in my life, and yes, the 19 year old girls around me were much more mature than I was, but my goodness, they weren't need no. Serena at center court with <laughs> the entire world against you and everybody in the crowd hoping that you blow a hamstring uh, against yeah. it. So and you right. look at these guys like Cooking Yemi, like you come over as an eighteen year old and even like Gordon Miller brought it up about Puyarvi in, in Edmonton. He goes, There's one Finnish kid on the team and they cut that guy like one week into camp and you got an eighteen year old Finnish kid in Edmonton who doesn't speak English very well. Like that's just a recipe for a disaster. So the fact that it's very, you know Walks around with a smile and gets it and didn't buckle. I, I I find it so impressive, so impressive. You will. He has
0: immaculate carriage.
1: Yeah, you would um love the video too, especially um uh, a lot of the uh, questions that uh, they asked of the father. You know his the the coach of course of Assat over there, uh, Mister mm-hmm. Kukaniemi, and um <laughs> no he he had some really interesting things to say because uh, Jesperi, uh trained with his father, gained muscle. And he's coming back, you know, hopefully bigger and better than ever uh, for the new season. So that feature is really cool. Veronica, send that to him ASAP.
2: I've already sent it to Simon. Wow,
1: <laughs> so organized. So already done. Let's see. So, um, Simon, we've had you on for quite a while. Um, <laughs> I'm wondering, uh, if that's it. Do we have anything else for Simon? I want to hold him all night.
2: I, I just want to say something. You. Oh right, no, right. you go.
3: I wanted to—I wanted to get your uh, your predictions for uh, for the season. Are they? Uh, I know that it's it's an easy topic there, but it's—I think it's a polarizing topic about them mm. being in a in a playoff spot when it's when it's all said and done.
1: Well, we did have this conversation a day <laughs> or two ago. Um,
2: Veronica, yeah.
1: Veronica is already well. Veronica, what's your prediction? One hundred
2: and eight points. One.
3: 108 points. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I'm being, <laughs> I'm being conservative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait.
3: I'd love to do this podcast in a year from now where the 108 points didn't get him in the playoffs. <laughs>
2: oh, you <laughs> just
1: watch. Just wait. It'll they're, be. They're going to be in. Oh, there's a lot After of competition.
2: Last year's heartbreak. They're going to be in.
1: Yeah. Beth, what was yours?
0: I th- think I said 103. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
1: And uh, and I'm I was Dave. and I was the guy that said ninety nine. Ninety nine points. That's it. It won't break a hundred, but you know I've, I've been watching some of this preseason stuff. I know it's preseason, but it's important to me in my heart. Maybe it'll be a bit more. But I remember last season I said eighty six points or eighty four actually, and that was incorrect. But whatever, exceeded my expectations. So I'm going to say ninety nine. I'm sticking yeah, like to that it.
0: Number.
3: I, I like that number. I, I don't know if they can get the hundred is a big number. It is a big uh, number. But yeah. I think that uh I think they can get to the high nineties. I think it should be a playoff spot. I, I just can't see them getting to the to the mid to the high nineties again and not being enough uh for a playoff spot. Right.
1: Because the, the whole factor really when it comes to playoffs is uh number one, Weber for a full season is a big contribution and holy cow that power exactly. play exactly. Yeah. That power play, something's, I mean, let me, I have the uh, game stats right here. Let me see. Oh, no, I don't. I don't have them all. Crap. (laughs) Anyway, today, two power plays. Last night, three, I think. And then the night before, two. And we're 0-7 on the power play. (laughs) (laughs) So far this week, we have not scored a power play goal yet.
2: Yeah, there's work to do.
1: But it's even harder with the split squads because, I mean, uh, we heard Claude talk about it. We heard Bergevin talk about it. They had meetings about the power play. And they have plans, but they can't make, like, legitimate first and second units until they have a legitimate roster that they can actually work with. So good luck, uh, Monsieur Muller. But, um, yeah, got to get that rolling, hopefully.
3: I, I, I agree. I, I I was on, when I was on, I think it was on on Wednesday and I said the, the Habs are so lucky because they can go from a putrid power play to a very, very bad power play and that <laughs> still might be enough for them to get into the playoffs. They can Exactly. Go from, they can go from 30th to 26th and that, that, that could be enough. That might be the difference. It
1: could be. It really yeah. could. Mm-hmm. So everything's yeah. looking up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so with so, that being Simon. said, go ahead yes. Veronica.
2: I just wanted to say, as you know, I've always appreciated your analysis over the years on TSN 690, and you always bring a smile to my face when you're on the radio. So it was really nice of you to join us here on our humble little podcast tonight, and um, we're going to be in Montreal in February.
1: Mm-hmm. Great!
2: So let's do coffee.
1: Let's do <laughs> beer.
3: Yeah, I was. Gonna, I'm with. I'm with Dave on this one. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: Whoa! I'm fine with either. <laughs> yeah.
0: okay.
2: I like fine either.
3: Yeah. Well, listen. I was, like um... neutrals. Neutrals? Yeah. What's
2: that? they are really—they're like a vodka and seltzer can drink. Oh wait. With zero sugar, zero wait, calories. Wait, wait. I think they might only be in Canada. Wait
3: a second. Wait a second. Uh, zero calories. Zero. Is, there, is there any taste though? Like, is there? Zero there's zero is no
2: taste? sugar. There's no sugar. Oh,
3: there's a, a there's a
2: little bit of taste, but you're drinking a fizzy drink, so it feels it like taste, <laughs> Like TV static. What
1: happens is that you have to take a tree branch and break it into the drink, mix it around a little bit, and there you go. There's your neutral.
2: I'm trying to watch my weight. Anyway, sure. we'll,
1: yeah. Uh. Well, well,
3: I'll, I'll keep it the vodka soda if you, if you don't mind. Yeah. I'll, I'll,
1: I'll keep. I'll keep to my. Are you
0: allowed to put like a squeeze of lime in there? that? Yeah. yeah, yeah
1: okay. And I'll keep to my gray goose tonics. That, that's me. So. Ew. What? What do you mean? Ew.
0: Vodka tonic. That's okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, but gray goose. Like, come
1: on. Oh, come on yourself.
0: Beth Jeez. was a bartender. Almost ex bartender.
3: I, I was a bartender for uh, a better part of my life. I am Two bars, actually. Uh, so I did my share of bartending. I'm nice. glad you made it
2: out. Yeah,
3: I made it out. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I did survive. Good So time. we're there.
2: We're there at the end of Feb for the Carolina game.
3: Oh, that's yeah. like, the, the, the new rivalry. That's awesome. yeah, <laughs> yeah. That,
2: rivalry. That
1: whole thing is blowing my mind, and I can't wait for it to end. <laughs> anytime, but whatever, it happens.
2: I'm the wicked wits, according to the Canes fans. The Wicked what? Witch of the Northwest. Yeah, of the <laughs> Northwest.
1: Yeah, the Wicked Witch of British Columbia. It's like, man, ain't that awful? I guess. Uh,
2: <laughs> I'm fine with it. Uh,
3: I love, I loved it. I just because you know why? Because it was, it was fun watching the uh, um, senators and the Habs fan base do it for years, and now that the senators have tapered, you know, tapered off, you're like, oh, okay. yeah. But look, there you go. And and here comes Carolina. And it didn't take much. It didn't even take a playoff series. It took nothing.
2: No. An offer sheet. It took an offer sheet. That's all it was.
1: It took an offer sheet and some interesting reporting. And then, bam, the the bomb went off. And (laughs) we're we're just chucking bricks at each other in the streets. I
3: loved it. It it made for a great summer, though.
2: It's true. Yeah.
3: Well, Veronica. Well, thank I,
2: you, I, Simon. Th-
3: thank yeah. you so much, man, and I appreciate thank all you. the positive feedback uh, on Twitter. And I thank you for listening because I know that the uh, uh, you know tough year uh, a couple of years ago with the the, the non-playoffs, the last year I felt was a good year, and I think everybody enjoyed that. And I think we should be, uh, I think we'll be expecting that this year again. I think there's uh, a lot of positive, yeah. and I think it, it'll turn itself into a playoff spot. So uh, I appreciate it. Uh, always uh, appreciate you guys reaching out and. Uh, when you're here in February, please, absolutely. And uh, we're gonna Veronica, we're gonna fish Campbell into bringing you guys into the studio or something. That's it.
1: Cool.
2: Awesome. Sounds yeah, like a
1: plan. Gonna...
3: We're
2: there. Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: That. Yes. Just, you know, you suck up the Campbell a little bit, tell him how great he is, blah blah blah. Okay. And then just drop it on him.
1: That's it.
2: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> perfect. Okay. Yeah. Easy. No problem. Don't let him know it's coming.
1: Game plan <laughs> <it>. set. Hut. <laughs> Exactly. Awesome. (laughs) Simon, Simon. thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.
3: Appreciate it. Have a good night. You too. Thank you so much.
1: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye -bye. Oh, yeah. I got to get rid of them. All right. Sorry.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hi, it's Audra.
1: Jason. And Matt.
2: From Drinkopedia Podcast.
1: We're a bad education podcast that's like drunk history for the full curriculum. We have new episodes every Thursday, and you can find us on most major podcast platforms.
2: Join us at the bar and follow us on Twitter at DrinkopediaPod. <laughs> that was fun!
1: Uh, Simus! Si- Simus! Simus is so great! <laughs> great guy. <laughs> now, that was he fun. Great. Simon's the great. Simon's the best. He's uh, a great uh, person on TSN 690, a joy to listen to, and we just had him on the happy hour, and it was super awesome. So, thank God. Yeah. Um we have less than 8 minutes left. Oh. <laughs> so That was
2: great. He stuck around for a long time.
1: Yeah, no, that was really great. I was thinking to myself like like I, yeah, I, I, I got I have to kick the guy off. I'm sorry, Simon. You got to go. <laughs> all right? No,
2: he doesn't. No, I but, know. um yeah, I'm sure we'll be able to have him on again maybe hopefully, oh, for sure. but um
3: Absolutely. I, I
2: think it's going to be a treat for our listeners, too, because a lot of people feel like they already know Simon, and he just seems like he's always the same person, whether it's online or on TSN 690 or now, as a Happy Hour guest. And he's just so genuine. I enjoy him.
1: Well, you know all the guests put it on their uh, resume, too, so <laughs> that they're with Tested us. it on
2: the Happy Hour.
1: Duh. So, cool. Um. So we talked a lot then about uh, the Habs preseason and everything, Uh, training camp. I mean, we pretty much uh, hit all of the bases, which brings me to probably talking about our player of the week, whom we did not mention once yet, and I'm kind of kicking myself because I would have loved to get Simon's uh, intake on it. Yes. So shall I go into this?
0: Go in.
2: Do it.
1: Drafted in the fifth round. 122nd overall by the Habs in 2012. He is one of the few Quebecois players on the Habs. And uh, for three seasons, he was over a point-per-game player in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, which led him eventually to be noticed and drafted by the Habs. I am talking about none other than Houdon, a mercurial presence today. In the Habs organization, but I'm going to go into his history now a little bit. In 2013, uh, a year after he was drafted, he signed a an entry level deal with the Habs for three years, and then he played with the Hamilton Bulldogs. And um, in his first year there, he scored 57 points in 75 games, which earned him a spot in the in the All Star game, where I believe he earned himself a uh, recognition like a co. Uh, awesome player recognition. I don't know how the AHL All-Star game works. Anyway, and that was in 2014. In 2015, of course, uh, the Hamilton Bulldogs, um, it's not that they don't exist, but the AHL team then became the St. John's Ice Caps over in Newfoundland. Uh, That was in 2015, and in December of that year, he was called up for the first time by the Habs, and he registered his first NHL point with an assist against the Red Wings fast forward a little bit in 2017 he scored his first goal which actually were two goals against the senators in a blowout 8 to 3 game on October 30th I don't remember that one against the senators I... what year uh
2: 2017 I think I do remember that it was
1: the 2017 2018 season um so yeah it was our bad season actually eventually yeah. So, but in that bad season, he played 72 games and amassed 30 points, Charles Houdon. Um, last season, 2018-2019, was not very great for Charles, but, um, you know, he kind of struggled offensively in uh, some areas, but him especially in 32 games, he only had three goals, two assists for five points total, which of course sent him, uh, down to Laval and where he, uh, chilled out, um, With that being the case, a lot of people say that uh, Charles uh, probably isn't going to make the team. Um, And it's evident because of all the reasons we've been talking about tonight on the podcast. There's a lot of talent for him to go up against. And um, if there's anything else to say about him, uh, this past season he played his 100th NHL game. And that's the only milestone I got for Charles Houdon. Um, I like him a lot. I like Charles a whole lot, mostly because um, aside from his play, I like how he looks on the ice. But I, I understand the trepidation that people have uh, against him being on the club full time. Now, I have a small story for about Charles, which I've probably mentioned in the past. This deals with the um, with the uh, the camp that I attended in March. When um, part of the camp was uh, being able to go to one of the suites and watch one of the games, and uh, during one of the games that we were watching, Charles Houdon came by and just hung out Wait. with a bunch of the with a bunch of uh, the people there. And he, um, I didn't, I actually didn't get a chance to meet him, but I was talking to people that were talking to him, and Charles said that he is, he was so disappointed in himself, and he would do anything to stay with the Habs. And uh, it was in French, too. So he knew that he meant it. And, uh, <laughs> well, that's that's just the thing. Charles knew that he didn't have a great season. And um, uh, we know that over the summer, uh, he had the, uh, what was it there? He went to arbitration, but he was given a year contract by the Habs. The Habs are still in on him in some form or manner. And uh, they're giving him a chance. And he's taking it too this yeah. preseason. He has not looked bad at all, but he can't buy a goal at all in any, it just he can't get one. He gets the shots and just, he doesn't get like yesterday at the, uh, the craft Hockeyville game. Um, He had a slick pass from Koka Niemi on a power play. And he had, I saw the spot on the goal that he was aiming for and he took it and it just, the pad got in the way with the goalie. Just saw it the last second. He couldn't get it. And that, there was that. There was um a time when he should have shot, when he passed instead. Another time when he shot and it just skipped just just a little bit wide. And he's, he's right on the cusp of greatness. If only he could get those chances to convert. But he's a, a fierce player. He reminds me of like a not as good Gallagher. But what can you do? Interesting. Interesting. And that's I like him. that's Charles Houdon. And plus the story with his friend. Ah, yeah. uh, that heartbreaking story from um a couple years ago, how um you know he's he pretty much dedicates his, his uh hockey playing to a friend of his that passed away in a car accident
0: mm-hmm.
1: um when they were young. And uh it's just he has he has an incredible story and I think um it will be cool if he can at least stay in Laval. Because in Laval when he was with the ice caps, uh, he was he was a force on the ice with them. One of their top top scoring wingers.
2: Well yeah, and I think that his he he had really lovely numbers, which, you know, sort of appealed to a lot of the, you know, a large swath of the fan base in Montreal oh, yeah. that were expecting more from him just based on his numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, I I find him quite charming. I think that the expectation level for him was a little bit too high in the fan base, and that still sort of exists. But he and he's been, you know, oh, kind sorry. Of that he had a, he had a kind of a, you know, he had a down year last year, and that that weighs on your confidence as well. And I think that at training camp when it started up, uh, all the news was of all the weight that he had lost. But he would mm. actually gained some towards the end of last season too, so it wasn't like, you know. Eh, it was because he had put some on that he probably shouldn't have had on. And that's because he just wasn't playing. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, I have, I I think he's got heart. I think he really wants to prove something and I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with him, but I'm cheering for him. we, um,
0: I was also reading an article about him and he was talking about his, um, weight loss over the summer. And, um, like, like you said, it was, he said, I was, it, did they also mention Dale Weiss in the article that you read, Veronica? Mm-hmm.
2: I didn't read it.
0: Oh, okay. I, I just heard it. Oh, okay. So yeah. I don't, this, I, this might, this is a couple of days ago. I might've been the same thing. Um, it was mostly, um, about Houdon, And then there was a, there was a little bit about Dale Weiss, um, at the end, but, he was saying how um, he was talking with his trainers and stuff and how, like, they told him, like, he needed to slim down just to improve his speed and um, his um, precision and things like that because he was just, like, getting places, like, a second too late um, and things like that. And how you know, his wife and his family, like, they committed to doing – to changing things at home. With him, that he had to change, and so they actually um, tried it out um, a lot of vegan stuff, um, which I was like, yay! Uh, for those of you who don't know or have not ever listened to this podcast before, I'm vegan. yeah. If uh, you're new, if you're yeah. new, are you I'm, new? I'm <laughs> welcome. I'm vegan. Um, and he said, and somebody asked him like, oh, did you find like a new favorite recipe with the vegan stuff? And he was like. Well, sometimes I'm like, I don't really want to ask what's on my plate that my wife gives me, but I eat it because huh. she, <laughs> she she, makes it with love and it's going to help me out. And I was like, that's cute. I'm proud of you, Charles. Because he's, I remember like finding out how, how young he is. I mean, he's younger than I am, not that much, but uh, he's younger than I am. And then he has two children. Yeah. And whatnot. And. I just, I've always enjoyed watching him, and I really hope that he gets to stay with the organization and that we get to watch him for a while longer.
1: That's right. I'm about that. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. But um, now we are overtime, which is okay. Oh, no. Um,
2: overtime, just like the Habs. O.T. Tonight. Woohoo! Overtime. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: was, uh, I was really hoping they, they, for uh. For a gold, but at the same time, it's like, <laughs> oh well, Jeff Petrie isn't there, so we're not going to score in overtime. Ooh. So, which is true. He had like th- he had like two or three overtime winners last year that were good ones too. It's like, holy shit, that's
2: true. Shooting he's on he's
1: got one. wheels. He does. He does unexpectedly.
2: Yeah,
1: but he's no. Fast. So right now, the Habs they they are undefeated in the preseason despite right. despite the uh, mixed squad, which I find I get it. It's preseason, but if you're putting together a ragtag group every night just to see how it works and you're finding ways to win despite that, that's encouraging. I like That's
2: it. what I'm really proud of.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Finding ways to win.
1: That's right. Now, that is, of course, a precursor to uh, opponents uh, this weekend. Uh, on Saturday, the Habs will go up against the Senators who whooped. Well, not really, whooped, but who beat, soundly, the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs twice, somehow.
2: On a Marner turnover? Did you guys see that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's an $11 million turnover.
0: 11 million it's like,
2: who passes in front of the net?
1: Oh, I do. I did that twice in a game oh, um, this past David. weekend. I was behind the net. I saw I saw the guy I wanted. Took, I took the pass. I'm like, somebody intercepted it. That was way better at hockey than me. I was like, ah, <laughs> shit, not Nick O'Donnell. And Oh, um, no. They only scored on one of them. <laughs> Thank God. Oh. So, that's okay. What Fool me twice? Do? Yep. They got me once Once it was an accident. (laughs) The other time, I meant it. And I was like, shit. Shit. Damn it. it. Oh, well. Oh, Oh, well. So uh, this weekend (laughs) against the Senators uh, very soon. And then next week, uh, a double tilt against the Maple Leafs. And then another game against the Senators. And that will close out uh, the preseason
0: the
2: preseason yeah. yeah I figure first cuts Yay. will come after do you think first cuts will come after the Saturday game that seems like tradition
1: yeah I would say so I wouldn't I'm kind of for some reason I'm expecting cuts tomorrow but that's just me being a contrarian mm. I guess
2: yeah that's mm. fine but you do we, know. Never know. we never know no we never know expect the
1: unexpected yeah, expect the unexpected and now we gotta yeah. go now
2: we gotta go bye
1: bye